Stuck in the no man's land in between seasons, western Van Halen winds and the rage of Kronos rising in the east. It has been proven hard for the SFSP crew to maintain production lately. The time waits for no one. Not even for Dave. Time. The beginning. Time. The end. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of So Far So Pod So What. This is uh, Greg and Jonathan and I guess we'll uh, we'll start off uh, by just uh, kind of taking a moment to um, I guess pay tribute or at least uh, mention the passing of original, well not original Megadeth drummer, but I guess the, the first drummer they had when they started playing out. Um, Lee Roush, uh, the drummer who depending on which Dave or David you talk to either did or did not play on the last rights demo. And what so, was the other suggestion? I don't even know which Dave is opposed uh, to this. Dave, idea. Dave Mustaine posted that he played on the last rights demo and David Ellison said, no, he did not play on the last rights demo. It was Gar Samuelson. And I mean, really considering the demo was recorded as a three piece, the only people alive still who could possibly vouch for one or the other are the only two people that are talking about it. Dave Mustaine and David Olfson, because both drummers that potentially could have played on it are both deceased now. So, and the Daves I are get, getting along so well lately. Yes. The, um, the kittens got their claws out and those two are just going to be, well, I guess we should just buckle in and prepare to see their names in blabbermouth headlines, talking shit from the foreseeable future. <laughs> For 10 years <laughs> 10 years to come who knows maybe who knows mustaine's been talking about metallica for 40 now so who knows that's true that's true and what was the last one i sent you it was um, um i saved their ass when i rejoined in 2011 Ugh, give me a break save their ass you were on a payroll i mean my friend. mustaine could have found so many bass players i mean it was the, it was the right move and it was an exciting move at the time but i don't know Imagine if he was walking Save around their ass is a bit of a projecting that already then, Ellison that is, like projecting like I'm saving your ass. <laughs> and, and that was the kind of already strained relationship. R- right off the bat, that's a bad way <laughs> to start. Yeah, he was just walking around, you know, all, all full of himself, like saving Megadeth. <laughs> saving right. Megadeth. It's probably a bad way and to Mustaine start. And could feel it, and he was like, ah, oh, but the fans want him in the band. Ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Still lasted quite some time, though. Rest in peace to Lee Rausch, and uh, yeah. not very familiar, I must admit. Did he do anything else? Um, well, after Megadeth, he did, uh, I think he joined Dark Angel uh, for a little bit, but I don't think he ever played on any uh, any recordings. Look, It would appear he was just a live member. And then I think soon after that, he he left Dark Angel and joined the band Gene Hoagland left to join Dark Angel. 
So they which basically, was? Uh, which was a, I think a band called War God, if that's what it would say on the internet. Um, okay. Which is kind of weird that they basically swap bands. You know, it has happened. It's been known to happen. Yeah, I think absolutely. it has happened before. I don't know, especially with drummers in, in Fresh. Like you've had Paul Bostaff all over the place. Oh yeah, definitely. And He's been Dave Lombardo and Paul Bostaff did the old Swaparoo. I don't, I don't think an instant one, right? But they have been in, in no, Testament and they, Slayer. Yeah, they've both been in Testament. So actually, I think every every Slayer drummer has been in Testament at some point. Every Slayer well, drummer, John, that, John Daddy, John Daddy. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. Um, actually, I think every every Slayer drummer, except for the guy who briefly replaced Lombardo on the rain and blood tour besides him every drummer that that slayer has ever had has played in testament as well uh how's summer been over in below i see you got a summer beard are growing yeah it's um it's getting hot it's getting hot but i love it i love the uh what was a very humid heat this week which is just like those that's a fucking mess you know those are like those are like two shirt days you know heavy metal parking lot yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but I love the heat. So um, summer is uh, my time of year. I'm looking at the forecast, and I think the Van Halen will be coming up shortly. Van Halen 2 specifically. Van Halen is on the horizon. Moving Absolutely. in. Uh, a VH, right. VH front coming in from the east. Absolutely. Probably from the west. Probably from the <laughs> west. From the west for sure. But yeah, that's once once we have a day... I think we we got to have a day in the 90s coming up. Once we hit the day in the 90s, then it'll be a time to just stand outside and melt with a handful handful of beers and, and Van Halen, too. Was Heavy Metal Parking Lot, was that an 80s thing that you kind of slept on, so to speak? Or is it still is it still a thing? Because I'd like for it to be a thing. You mean like the concept of it? Pre-concert, open like car, play, blasting tunes. Oh, yeah. That's still something that very much happens. Oh, that's good. Absolutely. I think that, I don't think that'll ever go away. That's a slice of Americana. Something I'd like to trust you guys to maintain. It's, it saves us a bunch of money because the beers in venues are so fucking expensive. So basically it's, it's a, it's a, it's as much a, a fiscal application as it is a, um, just a, a pastime. You know? Yeah, but look, all the Europeans do the same, but not as nicely because you just drink at home and then you miss the train and then you miss the bus and whatever. You know, this is pretty practical. You know, it's a pragmatic approach to a to a cheap drink. <laughs> well, open the trunk, yeah. drink beer. Maybe not that cool, even the beer. I don't know. It depends. I don't drink shit beer, but I'm also not a snob about it. Can't be. No. Can't be. Speaking of some heat, you dropped your uh, debut Astral Guard uh, track. That's true. That's and true. And, uh, Finally did it. Fucking awesome. It's uh you guys should check it out. It's uh it's killer. A song I dig. I told Johnny that my only problem with it is that the intro is a kind of thing that I could just listen to for hours at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I agree with that. I mean, it's just uh, that kind of black and style intro that yeah. uh, that we all love and uh, but I've also heard from more than one that it's nice that the intro gets out of the way pretty quickly. Oh no, you don't want to stay too long on that because yeah, to do an opener style song, 80s metal opener style song. I'm not sure I'm going to do that again. It was so hard. It's a lot of pressure. Definitely this song I spent the most time in. I'll put a link up for you guys to check it out. It's fucking awesome heavy metal.
Astralguard.bandcamp.com So on bass we got John Gaffney from Tampa and originally from Mountaintop, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. He was here this week. He just left yesterday. One one of the highlights this summer we had a little jam recorded for his Lair of the Alchemist uh, YouTube channel like a uh, in real life uh, panel discussion uh, that was good too and um, he's kind of a super fan of Candlemas and befriended those guys so i got to meet them as well which was really cool so he yeah had his family that's with right him, the kids and all and matthias reynoldson who's been talking on this show now and then yeah when you said flipper is that is that pinball yeah pinball okay that's true yeah i, I had something in my back of my mind like it's not called flipper in english is it pinball no yeah. but it made so sense because like, it's got the uh, the flipper Thing. yeah that's cool yeah so they have uh, actually i haven't visited uh, this bar since it was bought by the guys in mustache and Candlemas, mm-hmm. uh taken over somehow anyway i don't know if they own it or just run it mm-hmm. but anyway they had a rush pinball machine and a an hour maiden pinball machine in the in the basement which was that's cool. awesome that is awesome. those are expensive <laughs> expensive beats bits those you know? are not cheap cheap that's not cheap machinery for sure so the kids got the got the keys to the Lamborghini. I'll give you the That's keys to awesome. the Lamborghini, <laughs> and they awesome. got to got to play for free, which was super wholesome. I would say it was like the ultimate uh, the ultimate ratio of wholesome versus rad that night. You know. Well, I mean, it's wholesome because you got kids playing pinball and rad because you're in a a candle mass bar. <laughs> in a candle mass bar, yeah. They even had like an Epicus Dumicus shot us or something like that. Epicus Dumicus shoticus. So, yeah, something like that, <laughs> which I didn't try actually. I was on the normal on the normal beer as I normally am, but uh, a good time. I haven't met the guys before, and I'm not a super fan, so there was no problem being starstruck and shit. Right. But they are among the four most important Swedish metal oh, bands. Oh, they of gotta be absolutely. They are like my list is is pretty much rock solid. I haven't had anyone challenge it. It is Candlemas. It is Bathory. It is Nihilist Slash Entombed, and it is Europe. That's the list. That's tough to debate. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's if you want to go important, obviously, like, yeah. uh, my childhood was all in flames, but they're later. Yeah, they're and later. Opeth. Opeth started in the 80s, super influential, but they got going later. They got going and way later. <laughs> yeah, they were, like, really going in late 90s and coming to 2000s. Yeah. If you, if you talk live, etc. So they can't really be... Can't really be there. Meshuga, insanely, um, insanely influential. And we got Meshuga cop all over the place, you know, tagging cars that are wrongly parked, <laughs> tagging them in, in, uh, in, in with weird syncopations and stuff. <laughs> but still, though, Meshuga also got running later. And yeah. they had some luck because the guys in Tool took a liking to them. And Ozzy Osbourne's son took a liking to them. That was a big. Meshuga, no uh, death metal band. Death metal band from Norway, not even black metal. They call them death metal from yeah. death metal from uh, Norway. Uh, yeah, two wrongs. <laughs> it's like that group you invited me to. Crap, eighties metal art, and some guys come in wrong on both ends. It's not back. It's not eighties, and it's not crap. <laughs> I only do that for Voivod. I'll, I'll only be that guy for Voivod. I, w- I will not tolerate any kind of Voivod slander. <laughs> I supported you for Voivod. You know, I came in with a perm band. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's perm band. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. I do love that group though. It's a great, it's one of the best I've been in. But it's, it's some people just can't give up the rules. It's like, come on, every every art has been posted by now. Yeah, you're gonna have to go nineties. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Have- or the other one, I tend to say, call the police. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Just call the police if it's if it's such, such an urgent matter with this being released in '97. Well, then call the cops. Yeah, it's fun though. It's fun. <laughs> There's been some stuff in there that I've kind of just checked out, you know, because of the artwork and it, the music was actually fun. So the artwork isn't always in, an indicator of musical quality or merit. So that's those are always nice surprises. So I tend to send them to Pete, my favorites, because he's not on Facebook, hasn't been for years. Mm-hmm. And he actually goes and looks them up, which is fun because he never really listens to music other than his own and his own classics from, you know. But these these crap albums, he goes and listens. <laughs> like Adolf Castle. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. <laughs> Adolf Castle yeah. with, the, with the album Crazy Germans. There's some weird stuff on there for sure. Russian band, Adolf Castle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh well, but right. I love the group, oh, and awesome. everyone every day is like there's prophets of doom all the time. Like this group is dying, it's going downhill. It's like, come on, man, it's, it's not dying. Come on, seriously, <laughs> so dramatic. Fucking lighten up. <laughs> and then me, I, like I take the opportunity of not being responsible. Like it's not my podcast group or anything, so I can be a bit like you know, like I was in my teens, yeah. just like. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> like yeah. kind of stuff. I don't write exactly that. I try to be more inventive, but you <laughs> more often than not, that's the message. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come well, on, you fucking just, brain dead idiot. Just gotta relax. People, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, well, I can't say all my input is relaxed, though. It's, sometimes it's just, you know, as you said, it's passion based. Yeah, of course. There's nothing wrong with either, I think, either way. I think I said someone had some problem with their frontal cortex when they posted somewhere in time. For example, well, I think. But, some, I mean, well, I stand by that. You gotta have some brain issues. Like, some I'm sorry people, for you, man. I think some people. I don't. I don't know if I can believe that they they post that with any sincerity. I think they're just trying to rile people up, which is clearly going to be successful. I added it may be sarcasm, but in that case, it's fucking shitty sarcasm, and even worse. Bad sarcasm, even worse if they actually think that shit art, because that's just I don't even know what to say. I can't, I can't, I can't relate with them at a very, very basic level of appreciated uh, art. So I just, I don't even know what to talk about with this person. If you think that's shitty, well then fuck, we're off, yeah. off to a bad start. <laughs> and then and there was someone else when I was uh, going off on you, you fucking hobby police. You're like, you don't be hobby police, and it's like, yeah, get over yourself. And my answer was just no <laughs> that's actually a pretty good reply i, I never used it before if someone asks, says a lot of shit and then you just reply no that's one of my favorite things to do if someone gets so into it that they're just dedicated all this ridiculous amounts of time to craft this bitter or angry response just a, a, a <laughs> an answer like no or okay just something yeah. just two letters and that's it it's just that's, that's the ultimate. It. That's the ultimate. Sit down, you know. <laughs> yeah. You put but all this time all into it. Said, I, I took. It took me <laughs> two and a half seconds to concoct my response for your whatever ten twenty minute. <laughs> yeah. Fifteen yeah, they, paragraph. Yeah. That's true. But all things said, it's still a nice group. Join it if you're on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Crap eight is metal art. And there's still nice stuff being posted or nice crap. Yeah. Some things look so god awful mm-hmm. that it's like an experience just watching it. Yeah, absolutely. Like 
Whoa, it's ugly. Some of it looks really cool, though. Oh, yeah. And this is actually another great... We're just fading into great segues here today because... Uh, just segueing, strafing yeah, through the desert. Absolutely, because uh, we're here again today to talk about some crap metal. Risk roulette. Risk. Run the intro, and yes. I'll get a beer. Yes. Behold the terror that is Risk Wheel of Names. That sounds like an Iron Maiden title if everything went wrong. Wheel of, Wheel of Names. Of names. <laughs> you missed something there. It's so... um. Bland. Bland, with it, but in an attempt to not be bland. <laughs> Wheel of Exactly, yeah, an attempt to be a bit uh, adventurous. There's a hardcore band so, uh, over here called Stigmata, and um, they have one record that I really, really like, but they have one of the dumbest song titles I've ever heard. It's uh, <laughs> Murder, of, Murder of Life. Like, why didn't you just... Murder of... <laughs> why didn't you just call <laughs> the song Murder? Like, isn't it implied that... <laughs> murder of life. Isn't that implied that if you're murdering, that you're taking life? Like, I would killer of death. Killer of death. <laughs> that's better, actually. Killer it's not even as bad. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... I think killer of death is better than murder of life. Because it's like, almost like it's... It's, a, it's redundant. Well, yeah, that's what murder is. Murder is taking life. <laughs> Murder of life, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I give the guys in Halloween some flack, but at least they just had Murderer. It's a better title. Oh, it's way better. 100% better. That's actually a good song, too. I have some favorites. And if you if you put on, like, um, Dr. Steen or I Want Out in a metal party no, situation, like as a metal rock DJ, they are great. Like, they're floor fillers if you're a metal rock DJ. I, and I would it. put them on. And, yeah, and I'm not even into that band so much. It's yeah. my, my man of war, you know. As you well know. <laughs> well, on the heavy metal scale, they're definitely on on different sides of things. You know, very, yeah, very lighthearted and is, super One serious. is like ultra Northern European, mm. where, is, where I live. And the other is ultra American, where, is, where you live. Yeah. So I can see how they can grind gears with us in, in ways <laughs> that is only possible in our respective cases, you know. Because like, if I see Manowar, is fucking ridiculous, and then I start liking it. If you see Halloween, it could be the same, I guess. Whereas the other version is like, it's very close to home. And what are these jerks doing right around my house? I just don't <laughs> understand how, how Manowar and I are on such different pages. I mean, those guys live three hours from me. So we're, we're very close. <laughs> yep. But that could be the, the problem. It could technically be the problem. And even the Italian thing, you know? Well, there's a lot of Italian in that band. So I don't really... Yeah, but I mean, that could also make it like, oh, these are jerks. I don't want to be one of them. You know? Familiarity breeds contempt, as they say. It's possible because it's the one that surprises me. Like uh, most people that are into the same stuff as uh, I am and you are collectively. Yeah, basically. Most of them like Manowar. And, but not like, you know, without reservation like <laughs> Manowar. There's always a reservation like, okay, come on. They're very silly and sometimes... They go, well, not sometimes. They go over the line all the time. I would say that they've... Habitual line steppers. Habitual line steppers. They, <laughs> they, they, I, 
I'd venture to say they have no idea where that line even is anymore. Yeah, but it's basically the only two bands that we probably couldn't podcast on because it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't get anywhere. I mean, it'd be there a, would be zero revelations. <laughs> it'd just be like, I like it, I don't. <laughs> be a lot of disagreeing, but I think, well, depending on wildly entertaining. You know. <laughs> maybe it would, or maybe we'd just be stuck, stuck in a rut. Like it's, this is not going anywhere because you need to have the, at least a, a spark to be able to yeah. create the smallest little fire. And I'm, I'm not sure that's possible with Man Where You. Well, we do have a crown in the ring. Well, that's one tune. That's that's it. That's really we could the do a crown in the ring, bud. <laughs> crown well, in the ring. A one episode <laughs> series. Yep. <laughs> it is a good tune, though. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. Middle of summer and heading in for another Risk Roulette. We do still have the plans to do interview series, but it turns out it's pretty tough to uh, to schedule <laughs> that thing. You know, <laughs> it's pretty hard. And I mean, we, uh, we, should figure we definitely it intend to make this happen. Two of us to schedule we've, that. Uh, we've uh, run into some scheduling issues, but we do still intend to uh, to bring that series and that uh, that idea to y'all but we'll we'll get there eventually i mean we're all just a bunch of death metal guys really and we're just not able to to schedule things i guess <laughs> yeah, and i think it's just it's a bit tough you know like if yeah. you do european bands am and pm we don't really do it over here and it always makes more sense to, for us to do what we do on the pm but we yeah. do it on the am so that's that's one thing and then oh we got the what it's, it's 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 a it's a large swing you know it's Six hours large between swing. time zones, so it's very, very large swing. So we kind of maybe do things a little off kilter, a little antithetical to what people would usually think. Obviously, it's early morning where uh, Johnny is, and it's even earlier morning where I am. But <laughs> pre dawn patrol, pre dawn patrol. That's Which right. Is. So yeah, yeah, there's a bit of a swing there. It's like when I was drinking a beer in the airport, Copenhagen, on the Oktoberfest day. And I ordered a beer so big that I had to have a swing to be able to lift it. I had to come in with some momentum, like, whoop. That's awesome. <laughs> or That's use two true. hands. But it's That's better great. to have one with a swing. And of course. Two other guys. And it was this time of the morning as well, drinking that. So I was very sentimental and happy on that plane ride after. That's excellent. Yeah. I love that. That's so, a good shit. Looking into the wheel. Looking into the wheel. That's spin the, the wheel of terror. So we've got half the tunes le- left. We've got Bedline. We've got I'll Be There. We've got Wanderlust. we got Crush Him, including Into the Arena. Or is it Into the Arena, perhaps? I believe it's Into the Arena. Uh, I don't I don't really know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. The one I hope for the least would be Ecstasy. Uh, and then we've got Time <laughs> as one track. Time is in two parts, but it's a neat one track. Escapade, yes, so. that works. So six six posts, and let's see where we land. Let's spin the wheel of misfortune. Hmm. Time. Oh, time. Okay, that's pretty good. Time the beginning and time the end. One, I think, is one of the better ones. Well, it's two songs on the initial record, but um, between the two, it's looking at a total of like five and a half minutes. So between the two songs, it's not very long. Um, the authors of this song <clears throat> are um, Mustaine and Elfson. Well, Mustaine and Elfson wrote Time in the Beginning, 
and Time the End um, was just written by Mustaine. Time the Beginning. However, Ellison <laughs> debates that he wrote the end as well. No, he doesn't. I, I wouldn't assume that he wouldn't debate that. I think it's safer to assume that he's going to debate that. Who knows? I know that Time the Beginning was a song that kind of, it was hanging around, I don't know for how long, but it was a song that I've seen clips of them playing acoustically on the Cryptic Writings Tour. So um, it was something that, that they had in their their backlog or probably their demo pile for, for at least a few years before it made it to record. So it's a pretty interesting track, but um, I think we're going to, well, we're going to break it down how we normally do. It's, there's not one long, there's not one track that just plays it all together. So we'll, uh, we'll roll it here. ambitious i gotta say you know yeah i think it's, it's very very strong melodically very strong very very cool sounding uh acoustics and um you know i think it's a as a megalit listener you're not used to this uh level of melody i wouldn't say so maybe the uh, producer had you know a hand in it perhaps because uh, it's like one one chord sequence, which was already quite interesting, like but then they also add this Andalusian cadence. Right. Um, here's the weird thing about this song for me is that they're two. I guess they're. I don't know. They're so they're presented essentially as intro and outro and there's i mean they're really only just two pieces of songs presented as two different tracks so i don't know if in the grand scheme of things if i actually think this is a good song or not because it's just well this is the first time i've ever had to analyze this song or these songs in this manner and I just I'm struggling to find the song you know even if you did put it as one track and record it as such I mean it's not great song per se but oddly enough I still kind of enjoy them I don't (laughs) sound like a a crazy person right now but that's really the only way I could say it you know they're not it's not I don't think it's really particularly a great song but Mm-hmm. If we just quickly look at the lyrics, um, Father Time, I'm running late, I'm winding down, I'm growing tired, so something of age, I'm guessing. 
Seconds drift into the night. Clock just ticks till my time expires. The days I saved, I couldn't spend. That's also interesting. Like uh, that's actually a good line. Now that I'm looking at it and thinking about mm-hmm. the days I saved, I couldn't spend. Like uh, you can't really save time. Clock just ticks till my time expires. That sounds like you know. Coming of age or coming of uh, very high age, I guess. And then we go a little bitter. You were once my friend. <laughs> now I know I can't tie your yeah. hands. Black magic ruined his clock. <laughs> exactly. Black magic ruined. <laughs> it ruined my clock. <laughs> An enemy I can't defend. My final place. A deadly end. Life is just a Back in space, that's also like a classic cliche. Very. Dreams of eternal resting place. Can't get any younger. Time has brutal hunger. It's fun because he wasn't old at this time. Oh, but his hunger. Not even me is also an interesting line. (laughs) (laughs) He's some kind of demigod. (laughs) It still affects him. (laughs) Not even Dave. Not even you can stop the fangs of time from slicing you apart. Neither of us. It's time to end, Greg. Riff. Fat Toms. I immediately react to at first, you know, that little cliss. And then he sees Kronos, uh, not Kronos of Venom. <laughs> the god of time, Kronos. His eyes are on fire, that always works. Witching hour! This goes for a metal direction, I think. Whereas the other one was more of a... Uh, not pop. I wouldn't say it was pop. More uh, like a ballad, a short yes, ballad or something. Yes, or, uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Definitely more ballad-esque. Yeah, we're gonna get some beating of clocks and heads spinning. <laughs> Tick, tick, tick. Epic uh, crescendo here. Like, uh, Steven Wilson, like Porcupine Tree Park. to have that kind of soaring leads above that thing that I call the porcupine tree part or whatever you want to call it like a, a major f- feel to it I think they could have lingered on that for another minute honestly it wouldn't mm-hmm. would have hurt the song right a lot of production in a way it feels like studio written somehow like maybe they should have 
either spent more time on it <laughs> or allowed it more time. Yeah, It's not allowed that much time. And I'm one, and I know you're one, for tight arrangements that don't linger too much, quick and to the point. Mm-hmm. But in this case, they should have lingered, I think, because these ideas are really solid, yeah. really good. They make everything work. His voice works well. It does. The riff, the hard riff, is a bit weird. It's like a bit caged up somehow. Mm-hmm. Like it, want, it, it would want to be more wild, I think. Maybe that's something they could have done. Elongate the uh, major sounding part and then up the tempo. Hit you with bricks at the end. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. It it's the end after it, all. You know, yes, exactly. Time the end. Like exactly. just play that riff, double the speed. Just like oh, fucking do a no, I'm never. Slayer beat. Yeah, of course, it would have been awesome. Of course, <laughs> you should have had those breaks too. But what's yeah, weird to me is that like the, the the whole concept of presenting time the beginning and time the end. It's a very, at least as far as like it's uh, how it's presented. It's very grandiose. It's very epic. Yeah, very. But they end up with two tracks that aren't very epic. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's really only it's really only epic in in moniker and in titles, you know. Again, it, I, it I've never had to verbalize it before, and I think now it makes sense to me that I enjoy both these things, but I don't think that they're particularly like great songs, you know. It gets a little what's the phrase? Neither here nor there. A little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. Because you keep it brief, which is. I guess here or there, doesn't matter. <laughs> and then you, it's super grand, yeah. which is the other, it's the opposite. It's there. I think or here. I think it's missing an entire middle. Again, I think they, they created an intro. This is two tracks. One is an intro and one is an outro, and there's nothing in between the two, you know? And what pains me in this particular case, which is a new pain on this painful listen risk, <laughs> this is a new pain, and it's that all the ideas are right there. You wouldn't even have to come up with anything more. Right. You got it. Yeah. You got it, son. Yeah. <laughs> it's all there. You just need to maintain this yeah. in, an, in a way. And then double the speed at the end. I would have been all about it. Everyone there. I mean, Jimmy DeGrasso, I mean, he was in suicidal tendencies. So, I mean, he could definitely have done that stuff. So, Oh, yeah, yeah. His drumming keeps impressing me. The tom hits in the beginning of the beginning of the end. Fat. I love the tom hits and I love the, uh, the, the sonics on them. They sound great. You know? Yeah, they've added some extra room yeah. or reverb, reverb there, yeah. which sounds really cool. Very, very uh, appropriate. Could just be the room mics pumped up because when you just play toms, you can use so much of the room mics uh, that you can't use when you play cymbals because it will be a mess. Right, of course. Uh, the good production and all the ideas are right there. It's a bit painful. Yeah. They're all right there. It's like they lay in front of your feet. I think the thing we've noticed or the thing that I think the prevailing theme of the Risk album that we've been able to kind of fall on during this process is so much missed opportunity. Yeah. You know, it's very, which also is, that, that's kind of been, it's kind of the very beginning of uh, our podcast uh, relationship was don't look to the eyes of a stranger by iron maiden. You know, there, it's, it's a song of, of, of basically comprised of nothing but missed opportunity, you know? Yeah. That's just, that's a story of its own. Yeah. And we're talking about risk, you know, we're going back through these songs and yeah, obviously a song really, you know, a song like seven sucks. You know, I definitely don't like it, but even in that song, I was able to find missed opportunity or at least a nugget of a good idea that could have been watered and, and fostered and taken care of to, to grow into something that wasn't totally shitty, you know, <laughs> taken care of by, uh, Devin Townsend and, uh, David Lee Roth. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Way better than seven. <laughs> How come I just agree with you that they're not even songs? <laughs> I think it's the first time I've said in any song analysis that they should have drawn this out. They should have been drawn out. Yeah. And um, I mean, we, you just mentioned Don't Look to the Eyes of a Stranger. That shouldn't have been drawn out. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the worst cases of drawn out in the history of music. Uh, drawn out Ooh. drawn out is definitely the key phrase because that song is definitely... Don't look to... Man. Don't look to... That's a whole different podcast, which ironically does exist. The Don't Look to the Eyes of a Stranger episode made in A to Z. Yeah, back in time. It's a while back now. Yeah, uh, yeah, at least two years, right? I think maybe. I think I went and re-listened uh, after we started this podcast, and I was like, "Yeah, we had it. We had the same. We had the oh, same yeah. melody from the start." Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the rhythm was already there. So far, so good.